0: If he was a liar today, I'm certain Peter Eustonoff would listen to Please Don't Hug Me. I'm Mickey Boyd. This is Please Don't Hug Me. I'm wrapped in just a towel. Pleasant image, isn't it?
1: You're listening to Please Don't Hug Me.
0: So with great excitement, I went into a, an Ironmonger's and bought a, a bit of kit I thought would help me during the night with my work. It was a flask. I thought this is going to be exciting because what I can do is I can take a hot beverage with me to work and drink it at my own convenience. And it would be cheaper for me and be much better for me as well, you know, like, so I know what's going into the ingredients. So imagine my absolute dismay last night when I, I purchased this flask for, I think, about 11 quid. It's a really, you know, nice, aesthetically pleasing-looking object. So I thought I'll crack on. Made me a cup of coffee, Maxwell House, of course. Very nice. And off I go. So I'm halfway through my shift at work. I decide to uh, have a drink, a bit thirsty and all the rest of it. So I undo the top, expecting steam to come flooding out. You know, still hot and tasty and all the rest of it. And I pour it into the little cup at the top. Great anticipation. No steam. So I thought, oh well, maybe it's the way the flask is designed. I don't know, whatever, whatever I was thinking, I was trying to make good of it. So I poured the coffee into the cup, and then when I put the coffee to my lips, almost freezing cold. It were not even tepid. So I think that flasks are a con, and I'm angry to be honest. I spent 11 quid. I put the the drink in good faith, made it of my own hands, and to only to be disappointed at midnight last night. Absolutely devastated. I didn't have no money on me to buy a drink, so I've landed up with a basically a hot Flask of mud. Well, not even hot. A, a flask of mud. So I, I want, I want your feedback, please. You can Twitter me when it comes to your flask excavates. think you can tell me about flask. Because I'm, I'm really disappointed. I can't name the product. I can't name the um, maker of the flask, but it's, it's the best known maker. And uh, disappointed. You know, really angry. Really angry, to be honest. And so, if yeah, you can Twitter me, please at uh, boydy 71 or at please don't hug me or even the other lunatic old Mr. Anal Iberian Daniel he's uh, at six and just give us your uh, tales of flask mishaps because I must say I'm going to use it again tonight I'm going to work tonight and if it disappoints me I think I'm going to throw it into the river to be honest yeah? or I might give it to a, a, a person who's homeless that's enough for me now on the flask front because otherwise I'll get angry and throw my recording device across the room but yeah please twitter me about this because I'm, I'm quite I'm very disappointed This is the official, please don't hug me. This week we return to an old favourite. With a big grin on my face, I'm proud and pleased to announce the return of Body Beautiful. And this week I should be talking about my chest. For those of you who are interested, my chest. Before I started going to see my personal trainer, my chest was flabby. Although I would never have admitted that at the time. And the bit under the arm was not not too clever either. I don't know what the technical term for that is, but yeah, I've, so I've worked hard on my chest through using dumbbells, benching, and press-ups. And it's all it's all coming nice. There's a nice bit of definition there between the, you know, I suppose, what would be like the breasts uh, dip there. The, the top of the chest is firm, and it's resilient, and it looks better. And the, the personal trainer, I asked him to measure it last week in a, in a very vain thing to do, because I, I, I had a little bet with one of my mates. It was over 45 inches, and it was 46, which was pleasing. So it's quite big, and I was chuffed with it actually. And it's coming along nicely, so I shall be pursuing the chest to get it better, more defined. Not really worried about the size, but the actual you know just get definition with the muscle and that before it's too late, and I start to sag everywhere. The chest. Here she is, the lady of the most mispronounced name in the podcast world, Roisin Ray. And this week she talks about a trip to the optician and her need of glasses.
1: I've always claimed to have 20/20 vision, not based on any medical evidence. It's just something I made up when I was younger and told people, and uh, I suppose over the years came to believe. So I was sceptical when uh, it was suggested to me that I go and see an optician by my other half, who noticed that I couldn't read the clock face from a couple of metres away. Uh, but but I, I went along to the uh, the opticians, and uh, yeah, as it turns out, I don't have 20/20 vision, uh, at least not anymore. What the um, the optometrist said to me was I have some kind of age-related uh, deterioration of the eyeballs and uh, therefore loss of the ability to see very well. Um, that's not the technical term. I can't remember what she actually called it. It's, it's not very nice when you're in your early 30s and somebody tells you that you have an age-related uh, decrepancy. It feels like the thin end of the wedge. You don't know what, what's going to go next. Uh, so I I didn't embrace the diagnosis. I was determined I wasn't going to wear glasses very often, perhaps for driving, if I ever learnt to drive. Uh, so I, I went out into the uh, the showroom in the opticians, and a very pushy saleswoman there was um, straight away opening up the the posh end of the the, the cupboard, and I, I, I you know I, I said to her straight away, no, I, listen, I, I just want the free glasses that come with my NHS prescription. I don't want to spend any money on this. Just uh, give, give me what you give the grannies and uh, I'll be on my way. Um, she wouldn't let me, this woman. She um, She sort of held me at arm's length and showed me a drawer full of um, admittedly rather disgusting grey oversized barlow type specs. Uh, and... Um, yeah she said no you can't you you can't walk out in these you can't put these on your face you're gonna have to spend some money uh so 30 pounds later um i i was the uh the, the new person the new glasses wearing me it, it does have some up upsides um i can see better that, that's one definite plus also i feel like uh i feel like a, a slightly nicer person when i'm wearing my glasses actually i was sort of, sit on the bus and i feel a bit more peaceful less um, less threatening i'm a glasses wearing person they're never the kind of they're never a vicious person are they a sort of someone that you you might trust um so yeah it brings out my nicer side and also um and the the main plus point is that um i feel a little bit like a a superhero in disguise uh, you know one of when they're on their day off um not being in lycra and rescuing people but just are quietly sitting on the back of the bus unassumingly and looking i think a bit cute uh some say geeky uh, in their in their glasses
0: well that was roisin ray there with her uh, experiences of glasses and opticians and stuff poor lady but there you go you can catch roisin uh, with a rule of three and friends every second tuesday in a month and the next one is the 8th of february which is at the leicester square theater and to book you can visit www. LeicesterSquareTheatre.com I fully empathise with Rasheen because I was told back in the mid-90s that I had a stigma in my left eye, which basically means that the back of the eye turns into like a rugby ball shape instead of being a football shape. The opposition told me it was a thing of age, which hearing that in your mid-20s is pretty uh, soul-destroying. So I was told I had to wear glasses. I don't wear glasses. And uh, so far, so good. But again, I think as time goes on, I will need to go and get tested. Because sometimes when I read a newspaper, I do seem to play the trombone. You know, it goes backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. So, I think glasses will be coming my way too.
1: You're listening to Please Don't Hug Me.
0: For those of you who have been listening to the show from the very start, you know, 20-odd weeks ago, um, you know that I am not the most proactive of people. I'm quite lazy. I procrastinate a bit. I'm self-obsessed to the point of like even having about five different sections in the show named after myself in, in various forms. But I am going to give you something for you to develop if you want it. I don't want no money for it. I don't want no copyright rights, if that's the correct terminology to use. I came up with this idea whilst out in a shopping precinct, shopping mall, shopping centre. Call it what you will. I'd rather call it a shopping centre. And I think it's an absolute blinding idea. So if you know if you've got the if you've got the wherewithal, the technology, or people that you can get to invest in this idea, please do so. Don't even name it after me, because there's too many things named after me already on this show. And basically, my idea is in in a shopping center or any big area, be it a football match, in any place where people congregate together. I've come up with an idea of a, it's like a wind area, basically where people can be free to go and pass wind. In, like, a pissoir scenario, so you've got a shield around you, yeah, but everyone just walks around, but there's plenty of ventilation, and you're allowed to burp freely, yeah, without saying the word pardon, yeah, but you don't, not aggressively, but you just do it, so you let it fully out of your system, you don't have to put your hand over your mouth and be all polite, you just let it come out freely and loudly. Uh, you can also break wind by farting as loud as you want and happily, you know, like, and you can lift your leg up, pull faces, you can fart away to your heart's content. And I think this will be good for the British people. It will stop that sort of, like, silent and deadly thing that we both, we all do. We've all done it, you know, and it must be very frustrating for many people who just just don't want to let rip. I think it's a great idea what I would do, you know, just let people walk around mill around, and they can just stand there and off they go. Bart away, burp away, be happy. And you know we all know what we're getting into. There'll be warning signs outside. Please do not come in here if you're easily offended. Once you're in there, you can do what you want. Really let rip. And, and you know, really, you know, it'll be good for the body. I think I'll be, it'll be cathartic, if that's the right word to use. it be cathartic. Just get it all out of the system. No worries. You know, you're in a shop. You know, you think, oh, I can't let go, whatever. But if that's the case, just walk up, go into the wind tunnel or whatever you want to call it wind 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 zone that'll do go into the wind zone let your uh, bodily functions take place go back into the shops you're happy content and you know you knew when you went in there what you were getting into and you know it's free for everyone and there'll be no and also there'll be a sign outside saying no finger pointing laughing or joking at those going in and out of this wind zone i think it's a belting idea so if any of you good people out there have got a few quid or a rich mummy and daddy for any of you wonderful media types that listen to Please Don't Hug Me, of which you know I'm a great fan of. Please do invest in it and just get on with it. I think I think it's a cracking idea and do that and then if you do come up with it, I'll take some sort of credit, but I don't know monetary gain. Right here we go. I know I said I wouldn't do it, but I'm gonna do it. I'm just driving in the cab at the minute, I'm driving down a commercial road coming into the city of London and I thought I'd give you my experiences of driving the cab and what time is it? Is it, well, it's about 20 to nine. And just basically, all I'm looking for now is a fair, to be honest, I'm just desperate to get the uh, evening started, get cracking, and hopefully get something decent, you know, money-wise. Don't care what I'll pick up, just a bit of dough will be nice. But as ever, driving the cab, Always on the lookout for bits and bobs, other vehicles, people, cyclists, any cyclists out there, please take heed of the cab driver. Uh, And also, I apologise for the quality of the sound, because it won't be that good. I'm sure you can hear engines, bits and shaking and ujima flips and who knows what. But at the minute, yeah, it is a bit quiet, I must say, a little bit quiet. I might come back to you in a moment. This is the official Please Don't Hug Me. The only place where you'll hear me, Mickey Boyd. This week's Ask Boydie is all about quality and not quantity, I think. I think the, the quality of questions are fantastic. The quantity isn't too great, but I put that down to myself. Not tweeting enough and all the rest of it. If you do want to ask me a question, tweet it to me at boydy71 or at please don't hug me. And if you can put the tag Ask Boydy on it, that'd be even better. But here we go, And this week's first question, comes from Tip Your Hat oh, I'm a bit, a bit chesty, a bit chesty today What do you personally think could sort out this government and recession? Well Tip Your Hat, to sort out the government I'd kick them out and get a proper socialist government in, Renationalise the railways Renationalise the post office fully, Renationalise nationalize um, everything to do with the NHS, I do not care what it costs, I'd scrap Trident straight away, that'd be a massive saving I would bring all the troops out of Iraq, bring them back to this country, put them on the borders to make sure that everyone that comes in is legitimate and fine, yeah, and that would be that. Recession wise, I would nick an idea from George Galloway, fantastic idea, is to get everyone who's unemployed working, uh, insulating and doing the um, wall cavities for the elderly, you know, that would be another way to kickstart the country. That's what I would be doing. I'd get them doing all stuff like that. People that are unemployed and are able-bodied, let them do that. And that'd be it, basically. Just get them, you know, help out the elderly and get people paid a fair wage for the work that they do. You know, I'm not I'm not about, like, slave labour. I'm on about a decent wage. Good wage. And that would be my um, answer for it. Socialism, my friends, that is the way forward. Although it hasn't worked in many countries, but there you go. Anyway, uh, William Stafford, um, a.k.a. Zorro, he asks, who would play you, as in me, and Daniel Lewis Tyson in the Hollywood adaptation of Please Don't Hug Me? Which I think is in the pipeline. Um, I, I know, I've, had, I've had a phone call to that effect. I would go for someone with hair I'd want, Alec Baldwin. He's a bit older than me, but I think he could, you know, me and him, yeah, I could see that. If I wore a nice syrup, I'd look a bit like him. My eyes ain't, my eyes ain't as sharp as his, but yeah, Alec Baldwin, yeah, I like him. And I think for Daniel Ruiz Tyson, it's got to be Antonio Banderas. Not only are they from the same sort of ethnic background. He's a suave looking sod. Is Daniel? To be fair to him, he underplays that. He's a good looking fella. And I think Antonio Banderas would be um, a, a, a fair, a fair reflection of Daniel. Although let's hope that Antonio's not as anal about toilets and stuff like that. And we've have two questions from Stinky Flute, who is um, to me I've never seen. The name Stinky Flute come up, so I might, I might have a little investigation afterwards uh, about this lovely person who's tweeted me two questions. Do you have a lucky piece of clothing? He asks, or she asks, or a piece of clothing that you could not bear to be without? Oh yes, I do. I have two pieces. I've got um, a beige River Island ribbed jumper, which is really comfortable, and I really I do like that bit of clothing. It's very nice. And also, I've got an old Island rugby top and an old Dundalk football top from there a team in Ireland where my mum and dad come from my mother bought it for me it's a terrible bit of clobber to be fair it's got a funny neck on it really the most I might even take a photo of it and put it on Twitter but again the sentimental reasons you, you know my mother bought it for me so I can't throw it and I'll, I'll have that to the day I'll pop my clogs hopefully and a second question from Stinky Flute if you could be asked any question in the world what would it be mm, tricky one that because you know what would it be obviously I'd want the answer to be advantageous for me and for society in general so if that was the question would the question be would be mr Boyd, do you want world peace the answer is yes it's a bit of a miss world answer but yeah <laughs> that's the answer that would be the question to be posed do you want world peace yes i do everywhere palestine israel ireland egypt world peace for everyone that would be the answer and that concludes ask Boydy. E. No sooner had I knocked the uh, recording machine off, intricate system that it is. We had the police flying by, people jumping red lights as usual, and I missed it all, but there you go. I'm now entering into the city of London. Again, on the lookout for someone to uh, take to somewhere exotic, hopefully like Kneesden or Wilsdon or Kensal Green and the old North London hellhole, Islington. Or at Worst, Holloway or Tottenham. Get it out of the way, get the ugly ones done first, that's what I say. Get the North London's out of the way and see where we go from here. But anyway, like I say, if any of you want to tweet me, uh, direct mail me, please do. Because, I, I, like I say, I, I shouldn't really do this now, but I just thought I'd uh, give you a little window into my world which isn't that interesting at the moment, if I'm being brutally honest with you. Because there ain't much going on. But there you go, oh, look, that's pleasant of him. Just turned left on me for no reason, very nice. And also, oh dear, he looks like a lunatic, the fella beside me. He's frightening me. That's what I want to look like, to people. But there you go. Yeah, so I'm now driving up in the London Wall. For those of you who know the city, there's the, uh, Dutch bank, I think it was a Dutch bank called ing Bearings on the left there, very pleasant. Very pleasant indeed. And going to cross into Moorgate in a moment. Go over Moorgate. And I shall, I'll tell you what I'll do, I'll hang on, you hang on to me until I get a fare. This shows you that being a cab driver isn't all this cracked up to be when it comes to the money. You think, some nights, my worst night once, I went an hour and 25 minutes without a job. Absolutely horrendous. I shall cut this off when I uh, get a fair, which, as you can hear by my voice, isn't any time soon, but never mind. There we go. No, now he put his hand up and then he put it back down again. He must have been having a stretch. Nice room, wouldn't it? So, especially this is aimed at. Uh, Mister Higgs bosson One, who who said to me about doing something about the taxi, it just shows you it ain't really worth doing it because it's not that interesting, is it? It's just me prattling on a little bit, and there's not much going on. A few sirens flying around, but it is Thursday night after all, and the boys and girls in the city do like a libation after their stressful time robbing us of our money. Let's have a look. Come on, put your hand up. See, look. Oh, what a nightmare. Has he got his hand up? He's got his hand up. Right, I'm going to love and leave you. Hello, mate. Narrow Street and Limehouse. Yeah, no problem. Okay. This week's miscellaneous is all about one thing. It happened to me only very, very recently, about two or three hours ago. I lost my wallet. Absolutely gutted. I went to a gym because my trainer is away in Egypt, the poor fella. He's trying to look after himself and his family over there while they've got their internal strifes going on. He texts me, he's not a pleasant place at the moment so he can't wait to get back. But in the meantime to keep up my um, bid to lose weight and keep fit, I went to the gym. And unfortunately I've gone in there and at some stage lost a wallet. And the apathy with which my questions were, were were met with were just astounding, you know. You know, the usual gumph, you know, where did you have it, you know, where did you last have it, if I knew that, you know, I'd go and get it, wouldn't I? You know, I said, is there a form I can fill out? Oh no, there's no forms to fill out. I said, do you want my name and number? No, if we find it, it's got your card in it, hasn't it? I'm like, well, well, that's not really the point. I'm trying to be positive and give you stuff so if it is found, you can get in touch with me. And they just, you know, didn't really care, weren't bothered at all. How much money was in there, that's of no relevance, I can see their point, but... There was 40 quid in there, there's no way the 40 quid's still going to be in there. I just wanted the wallet back for sentimental reasons really, it was given to me by my niece. And that that was more upsetting than the money, if I'm quite honest. And I was really peed off with their attitude of like, just doing nothing about it. It was like being dealt with by myself, that's the sort of attitude I would have. And it's uh, maybe a lesson for me, but maybe to be a bit kinder to people when it comes to when they've lost stuff. Pretty peeved off at the moment about my wallet situation. And in, and in the end, I had to force them to take my name and number, you know, so that on the off chance it is found, they ring me, but with their attitude, i am more likely be dead and they'll ring me, you know, my phone will go off in my funeral, it'll be in my casket, my coffin, oh, casket, I don't know that word, yeah, and it'll go ringing and, you know, someone will pick it up, well, we found your wallet, Mr. Boyd, bit late, he's been dead for like six weeks, fantastic, sports centres and wallets do not mix. Do not take them there in future for your reference and for my reference. Don't take them. Just take your card, take your drink and your towel, and take a load of anger like I will next time I go there and uh, work it out yourself. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. That was this week's Please Don't Hug Me with me, Mickey Boyd. I'm off now for a nice lamb shank with a wife. I hope you're with someone you love. And you enjoy a lamb shank too. And now playing us out is the Keyboard Choir with Toy Tan. You can find the Keyboard Choir on Twitter, at Keyboard Choir, and on MySpace at myspace.com forward slash the Keyboard Choir. Have a lovely week. Take care. Tonight, my darling, we have lamb shang, petit pois, and sauteed potatoes.
1: Fantastic.
0: Well, I am a modern man after all.